0: from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Fronger. Hey guys, this is Advice from a Dipshit straight from my living room with the help of my partner in crime, Amanda. Folks, if you didn't know, we have Patreon, a Patreon, a patty as we call it. If you want to sponsor us please do please give i would like to get amanda some more money for her hard hard work she's the one who's made this show awesome and incredible thanks to everybody who's subscribed and rated us highly and geez it's just the train keeps on rolling this is the best incarnation of a podcast i've ever had or will ever have i think if this one doesn't work out i'm fucking done i'm done but i love this one and it's it's a blast i have two old fantastic friends Randy and Jason Scar on the on the show, fellas. What's hello, uh, dude, sir? Dude,
1: I love this concept of a podcast and I agree with you. It is you because when I think of your stand up Yeah I think a lot, and I think of one, you have so many signature bits. That's like the mark of a great comedian is can you remember the bits and do you tell other people? <laughs> like, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been out and I play bits of yours. Like, there was the animated Jim Morrison thing that from right, our right. podcast that we animated that I've shown people and whatnot. But like- the dumb pe- the people in the elevator who were drunk uh-huh. when you like when and you're you were in going- Texas on your way to a gig right. to go downstairs in the <laughs> hotel to get I feel to like you're like I can't I I can't believe what's unfolding in front of my mm-hmm. face right it, now the dip shittery yeah
0: and and I, I feel like you I'm sure you guys have a lot of this too where it's kind of like now we're kind of like ah oh, look at them Look at them go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have so, abilities
1: yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. got but the whole we, There was of.
0: a time where we were those guys. So you, you also,
1: know? you can approach it from, mm-hmm. I am a dipshit. Sure. And I did dipshitty. I, I just feel mm-hmm. like you handled that story with also understanding that you were once there. And yeah. so there is like a love of it, too. You know how like when you roast people? Yeah. There's love behind it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, it's, a, it's not even hatred. I mean, there, there were moments where I wanted to kill those kids in the mm-hmm. elevator that mm-hmm. kept like the kid that fell against all the buttons. Like we're hitting every floor now.
1: <laughs> and, like, so,
0: you know, but by the end, you're just like, oh, what the shit? Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm late for my show. What's that? Yeah, uh, what is the worst? Okay. You got to keep perspective,
1: you know, generally speaking. It's a great attitude and yes. a great bit. And I also feel like right in line with why this podcast is so great.
0: No, thanks. And I'm I'm super psyched that you guys came on. If you guys don't know who the Sklar Brothers are, they are accomplished, hilarious comedians that have a, a wonderful podcast called Dumb People Town that I've been on twice now, and it's a joy. You're so good and on it. Thank you. But it, it's a blast because Daniel Van Kirk reads, basically, the news, curated bits that then the guests kind of comment on. So I feel like
1: it's... It's definitely like it's in the uh, same genre. Same genre. Yeah, same so genre. trying to understand the behavior. We feel like the world's getting dumber, and we feel yeah. like the only way <laughs> to, to fight to, to fight this dumb typhoon mm-hmm. is with a sword of comedy. Yes. No. Absolutely. <laughs> we got to swashbuckle the stupidity. <laughs> we,
0: we really, we really do, because it doesn't. It is. <laughs> it's one of those things where. I don't go by like kind of the looking online for the, let's just call it the pornography of suffering. Mm-hmm. Like someone, you know, like I yes. feel like a lot of people watch Dancing with the Stars to watch someone fall down. Yep. Yeah, You know, things like that. Where NASCAR it's like, to see a crash. Right, yep. yes. It, but if I see a guy, like the video of that guy who was in a liquor store and was so drunk he can't stand and he yeah. keeps falling against things yeah, yeah. and that's kind of devastating because the guy obviously has a problem but yeah, yeah but it's time, also hilarious it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> and I do like the fact that uh, Hold your liquor most of our calls that we get are kind of either like look is this crazy or uh, okay I did a dumb thing or you know I, I so, love it but I, I love just love never it. know I never know when was going to come and, and there's anyway. an
1: innocence to it as well right. like did you ever see Heavy Metal Parking Lot which yes. was that, that yes. video that was made uh huh it in was beautiful. Roanoke, Virginia, I'm assuming that's where it was, outside of a <laughs> Judas Priest concert in 1984, 5, 6, mm-hmm. something None like that. None of them it. know that the lead singer of Judas Priest is gay. Yeah. No, God, All no. of the women want to sleep with him. Yep. So, but there is an innocence yes. th- because it came at a time before camera phones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the time when everyone wanted to be famous and everyone had a YouTube channel and anything like that. Just people standing in front of a camera like they're on the news. Yep. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're like, woohoo! They just don't, they don't know what to do. And so there's an innocence there that I just truly fall in love with. Yeah. So oh, I, I just thing. like that people are just innocently. It's like
0: probably like I love how like all of our dads or uncles probably love, you know, Dave's not here from Cheech and Chong. and It's hilarious. And it, but it is Dave. Like my mom, her favorite part of the, the documentary about Woodstock. I remember this when I was a kid and she was just crying laughing where like a dude with like a huge curly head of hair and a beard just comes out of a porta potty with like a lit joint. And they're like, hey, how was it in there? Like, what a question. Just <laughs> to, and he's like, awesome. <laughs> It was, it was really awesome, man. It's great. it's great because he's such an idiot, but he's being totally honest. Yeah, man. He just got stoned in a porta potty. Yeah. Like, why are you hiding awesome, it? You're at Woodstock. He's like, and it was awesome. It was pretty mind blowing. Like, it's never awesome in a porta potty. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no porta potty your breath, and that that it still one, comes uh, through. Porta potty
1: <laughs> is like Thanksgiving for most people. <laughs> they just want to get out of there as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, just run. You're like, like, why, why run. am I still peeing? Why am I still here? <laughs> yeah. Especially when you smoke weed and it slows oh. down life, and cool. you're like, I'm. Still peeing? What? Jesus Christ. Was I this born isn't awesome in here? This is awesome at all. Was I born in here? This is terrible. And then you zip up and you're like, did I pee or did, did I not I pee? I can't remember if Does I did. Does it lock from the outside or the inside? Because I don't, do I, no- do I knock do I get, get out? I knock, do, do I get, climb oh, down through God. the bottom?
0: Can they hear me thinking? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Where's the flusher? So, so, I think I told you guys that Amanda picks all these calls, so yes. I never know what's and coming, and, and neither, neither do guests. It's a good time, so I, I love it. If you're ready, Amanda, let's, let's figure it. Maestro, let's roll the first one.
2: Hey, Matt, what do you think about uh, adults that deny pooping their pants as adults? They're fucking liars, right?
0: Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I People, like it that it is straight to the point and then he had somewhere to go. so yeah. we
1: did a documentary about poop uh, mm-hmm. called Poop Talk. That's uh, right, you did. which was really it cuts to the core of what this guy very brilliantly is asking, which is, what is our shame as adults? I think there is this tremendous amount of shame that surrounds, you know, kind of the way we I look at my my younger kids when they poop. They have no shame whatsoever. My daughter will go on a plane and just poop and then leave it sure On the plane, that okay. In some cultures, that is seen as a threat. That right. is an act of aggression. That's an act of aggression. i <laughs> yeah. could start a war somewhere. Yeah. But like adults, just don't want to say it. Yeah, and adults—we've all ma- done it. Mm-hmm. We've all crapped our pants. Yeah, it's so funny that how in the
0: parlance of comedy, we have to sometimes go. Sh- did somebody think of this? Yeah. Where Jen Kirkman had a bit about being on a date and it was like, like farted. It was like, oh, like just shit a little it or something. Yeah, and, it was, and she said to the audience, it was like a frozen yogurt sample. It wasn't a lot. Right, and then Nick Kroll. 10 years later, has a bit about not getting home in time and actually grabbing his pants a little. And he was like, it was like a frozen yogurt sample. And I was like, hey, hey just FYI. She, she, she said that. And he was like, thank you so much. But it's just
1: so yeah, funny. Because you it, both come up with it. It's a, And it's, it's you know exactly how much
0: that is. Yes. We've seen the little white
1: cup. So he, switched, um, I he switched. switched. I was just at Yogurland two days ago with my kids. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, it's the one you used to try all the different yogurts. Right. It was like,
1: so we switched it to, it was the tiny bit at the end of a carton of Frusian gloshen. <laughs> Perfect. No, it was it's the dollop of whatever they put on top of like a sushi roll. You know uh, what I mean? Like god. That's all it was. No, but I mean, yes, we have we have all, you know, there's a I, moment but where adults as you are get just, older, you you can control yourself less. Yeah. Like I pee in my pants all the time. It like, is an like, act. I don't know when I'm done. It's an act of it, admitting that you're out of control. Right. And I think adults don't want to admit that like, I don't have the control of this. Yeah.
0: But I think most of us don't shit our pants mostly. No, mostly, no ever, we, but we're like, good about but it. But it's, I think this guy almost sounds like, I mean, come on, happens every day to all of us.
1: Like, wait, <laughs> I don't know if just, hey, it happens every hey, day. Hold day. on. Yeah, <laughs> just, just hold on. A second. Like I was with you hundred percent like it happens every he day. Just, all I drink is coffee. Really? <laughs> all you drink is coffee? That seems like a bad idea. If all That's you drink good. is coffee, you are
0: going to shit your pants. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, I, like, he's just like, they're all liars. Am I right? See you around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, not, they're not all liars. No. But I do think there is this tremendous, we won't get past the shame. And, and, as we we're doing this documentary and we talked to like Dr. Drew, he's like, shame is a good you know, it doesn't smell good. It comes no. outside of our body. It's real bad. It smells bad, but that was a good thing back in the day because your poop carried diseases and like yeah, you, you wanted to get away it. from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just wanted to get away from it. The things surrounding it, you know, cause you are good in terms of how you should handle right. it and treat it. But, you know, I think as comedians, we love the most embarrassing moments in our lives yes. because we can then we sort of tell it to people and it shows our vulnerability. You're, mm-hmm. Pete Holmes said this on, in the documentary, which I thought was really smart: is that as comedians, you're the alpha male. You got the microphone and you're standing up in front of people and they're or alpha listening or to you. alpha female, you're the alpha dog. Right. And the whole point is, when you reveal something about yourself that's really embarrassing, people love that. It's almost like a wolf in a wolf pack wouldn't be like, sometimes my dick gets soft. Uh You know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't, but a comedian would, and that's funny, so. you're rewarded for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, because it's it's relatability, which is like the founding, the basic block of a lot of comedy. You're
1: like, how do I put myself in a position that shows, and then what did you do from that point on? Mm -hmm. I I think this guy hangs around with people who don't do it see we hang around with comedians so yeah Yeah. we're gonna all someone's gonna it's a funny embarrassing story like you just want it to be funny sure i shit all over myself and what is it a good story then let's get into it yes Mm -hmm. i mean there's a famous story by george brett who was a hall of fame third third base for the kansas Kansas city City Royals, royals right played in the 80s as a matter of fact i think i could be wrong but i think there's a photo of him signing an autograph and with the word Royals on his chest, and I think that was the basis for Lord writing the song Royals, wow. which is yep. kind of insane. OK. Re- so no, yes, yes, that is the truth. Okay. Yes, yep. that is fact. Go look it up, Rand. Look it up and see if you can find it. Don't order me around, Do Guys. something. So uh <laughs> no, and so he has a very famous story. The most famous story he's ever told is about how he went to Vegas, went to a buffet. At a casino. And, and shit and his <laughs> pants. Had some bad crab and like just- Shit his pants. And so, but that is. He is known for that story, and he's an athlete. He's someone we all sort of like- Hall of Famer.
0: I've, I've said to, like I collect in my head people's openers like mm-hmm. that are the best. As soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, I'm on board. What else yeah. do you have to say? Yeah. Yeah. Open and high. I was on Burt Kreischer's podcast, and I told him, and I've never told him to his face before, but I've quoted this many, many times. When I first moved to LA- you know, going to Dublin's, and yes. that was when, like, Dane, Dane Cook, Cook ruled was, the we used, to, we used to yeah. do that show. And, yeah, you guys might have, been, no, you weren't on this night, but it was, like, Lonzo Bowden, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's all mostly just, like, Hollywood seam- seamsters, yeah. you know, hot gals, yep, and yep. cool dudes, just waiting for Dane to come out.
1: The worst and, comedy audience you could ever yeah, watch.
0: Yeah, and they kind of love Dane and nobody else. And That's it. And Bert- Chrysler runs out and just goes, ugh, I just took a shit so messy I had to wipe my legs. What's up with you guys? And I remember laughing so hard because everyone's like, ew, but they're still laughing. But it's like, all right, what else? You just said the worst thing, but so now I'm on board. So,
1: so what's his signature move? Take his shirt off immediately. All right, pretty much. So that's like that was him getting naked, you know, figuratively in front of the audience and and stripping it down for them, you know. So it is really what this guy's question was: (laughs) is why don't people admit their vulnerability? Yeah,
0: that's what he's come down to. Why doesn't everyone take a page from Richard Pryor's playbook a little bit in life and just say the thing that everyone's afraid to say, so we can all relax. I think yeah. that's what he's trying to get
1: to. He might be onto something. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you're hanging out with too many Republicans, man. Yeah, like, could be. Just open it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it will it not.
0: Up. That would not admit to ever making a mistake. Anything
1: ever making a mistake. The
0: darkest of their secrets comes out and they're just ruined.
1: I am confident that Trump shits himself every other day. Without a doubt. And 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 makes someone else clean it up.
0: Supposedly his whole thing is he's been like hooked on diet pills since like the eighties because it's basically like speed, where like right. he doesn't do anything right. else. And right. you know, this is just a rumor, so libel my ass. But you know, it's that thing where it's like if you <laughs> I think if you if You're if you, just if you, on diet if pills you're taking diet pills, you are shitting a great deal. Yeah, yes. and,
1: and uncomfortable. Controllably, and, and you it's don't know not when it's over it's not solid yeah. it's like a river no. of,
0: a river it's like one of those characters on south park after they die mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Just like so long a body's river of to- candle
1: in the sun <laughs> just green <laughs> oh, anyway all right okay let's hear the next call
3: hey matt how's it going it's uh gary from san diego uh you know, I've been talking with my wife and uh she was mentioning that, you know, maybe to spice things up in the marriage, we should try uh pegging, you know, uh, I'm not really familiar with it. Um, I don't know if it's like some sort of a role play or cosplay or something like that. But any advice you can give you, uh, that'd be great, you know, because I love my wife and I'm willing to do whatever. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Great show. Love you.
1: I love how much I, he loves his wife. I do, let me start there. He I'll has not googled
0: pegging before no, he called in though.
1: He does not use Google that much, pegging except is when from, you fold your jeans over and then you roll them up. That's, once. that's, that's, that's not Peggy. That's
0: the pegging of Irish. Oh, okay. oh, that's not Peggy. Where, where, where the girls wear kids. Fold heads. them over, roll them yeah. up.
1: <laughs> I feel like he was making that phone <laughs> call. <laughs> he was making that phone call while his wife was sleeping next to him. <laughs> that's how quietly and delicately she was, <laughs>
0: she was like. She was, I'm mad. She's she was breathing like, on She's like, I'm. Are you gonna still read? But I need to go to sleep. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. Do you, can we try pegging? And then she went to sleep. <laughs> that was it. And he's like, what? What is that? It's like, uh, why is rolling up one of my, with the cuff of my jeans?
1: Oh, you <laughs> don't want to put a square peg in a round hole. I know that. Yeah. I know that is a basic wah, uh, wah. rule, folks. So uh, pegging. Uh, that is uh, a woman, the woman wearing a strap, strap on, on. and uh, Penetrating
0: a man. Penetrating right. a man. Right. Slamming you home. It's, it's all the rage. Uh, you, we've seen it in uh, Deadpool.
1: It was in Deadpool. And, Wasn't um, it? Was Deadpool? In Deadpool? Deadpool two or one? No, one. one. When Deadpool. they were going
0: through, were fucking through all the holidays, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's international right. Women's Day. Didn't remember. So she that. Got uh, there
1: was um, Dead Poet Society. That was. Just <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> Neil, my boy. <laughs> the deleted scene. My boy. <laughs> Stop. The...
2: Yeah, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> came out as
1: liking it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds nice was pro. I okay. mean, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds could, could anything. say anything. First of all, he's Ryan, the best. He's the best. He's hilarious and in good shape and and he's rich. I'd peg Ryan rest. So yeah. pegging is, uh, and so look, pegging proves that we are I, on a st- spectrum. of I'm sexuality. still suspicious
0: of this that he didn't Google it all because it's kind of like I don't know. A, a, pardon the phrase, a very hot button
1: issue. Hello, Hello. hey, and when it's your your hot button, <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think it is if your wife. OK, this guy sounds old enough that he's had a prostate exam. Mm. Prostate exam means when you pull down your pants, and this is the scene in Fletch when he was like, moon river. river. Right. Using the whole fist there, Doc? Uh, ever do time? Yeah. Just hold still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad Chevy Chase stayed funny. Mm, yeah. I, I mean.
0: <laughs> well, I don't find anything wrong with you. Well, <laughs> it's not for lack of looking. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm
1: so glad Chevy Chase took on Donald Glover. Yep, that worked out. That well. was smart. Um, so no, but the I think to me there was a lot of honesty in this guy's voice. I could just tell right away. You know what? You, so, you could be right. I, could I be, feel like I could be, maybe I'm being too cynical. No, so I, I feel like him. he maybe didn't want to. I think he Peggy probably knew what pegging was. I think he might have known what it was, but he just wants to. Perhaps have an outside source. He doesn't feel comfortable asking a friend, like, mm. "Can I do this?" But yeah, someone this who is, has no connection to them sure. for us to be like, "Yeah, man, do it." So this right. is why I Just love do your. It. This is why your show is great because you provide that outlet for people who maybe are embarrassed to talk about it with people that Absolutely. are that close to them. Yeah. So, so I think if his wife is into doing it, right, I say. Try it. If it hurts like shit, don't do it ever again. It, it, do it. Do it slow. You know. I like don't, it. You might enjoy tell it. Tell your
0: wife to not take a running start. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Um, Definitely. No. Don't. Yeah. It's just. It's just obviously be safe. Be careful. But it's also like, ooh, it, that is like a non de rigueur
1: thing. That's it's really different. It's really wild. It gives her the power. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like a power and shift. I believe sure. it literally can spice up. A marital sexual relationship which yep. you know over time you can try pretty much everything over 10 15 years and be like all right what yeah. are we gonna do now
0: and so, i would say like we have a place in uh la called the pleasure chest on yes. we they do a yep. comedy show there i'm actually playing that tonight hey nice. so we've uh, done that but, uh, very fun. it's very fun and anytime i've gone in there for any kind of whatever sexual aid or, or anything yeah. like that you can go there with, with a person without a person and just tell them exactly what you're trying to do what you're looking for and they will and walk do you it. through all <laughs> the options i I guarantee and there's, you no, there's, there's no giggly. There's no. No. They're, judgment. they're just
1: like, hey, we know that this is something. It's almost as, as if you're like going to a pharmacy. Totally. Or a farmer's it's market. It's great. It's or great. Or a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but I guarantee you there's a place like that in San Diego. Oh, yeah. That absolutely. We'll be like open to you and say, hey, first time, how do I make sure that yeah, this Yeah. And, and, and that could be part of the fun. Like go with your wife to that
0: place and tell them what you're looking and for. Here's what I'm going to
1: say. If you decide to do it, and I hope you do, because I do love. As comedians, we live our lives outside the comfort zone and okay. experimenting. And experimenting. So you go to do a show, Pronger, you're like headlining, where are you headlining next?
0: I'm going to be Midtown Ballroom in Bend, Oregon on Friday.
1: Amazing. Okay. okay. So we're going to, the next thing we're doing is, oh, we're doing stand-up this, when does this drop? Do we know when this drops?
0: Does it mean like two weeks, three weeks? Okay, so i two, so two, so I'd it's two say or three well, weeks. Austin, Austin, Austin Texas.
1: Texas will be at Cap City Comedy Club. And I love amazing that comedy club, club amazing great club, This November 7th through the 10th. You don't know how every show is going to go. No. We're standing in the back, and you're like, this could either go great or it could go horribly wrong. So, you're about to stand on stage and about to go out and really reveal parts of yourself and get super vulnerable. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, you're vulnerable just by opening your ideas up and asking people to like them or not. Right. So, there's a moment where you could be rejected or it could be bad or it could be, and and your ego could get hurt and you're digging out of a hole and you're flop sweating and it's terrible. And we are (laughs) professionals. Yes. We're professionals who have success and who have done it. You feel that way. that's how we live our lives. Yep. Most people in this world do not live their life that way. No. No, say. So what I'm saying is, this does not feel like something that you do all the time. This guy, this mm-hmm. caller, sure, nor your wife. I think if you decide to do it, and I hope he does. I hope he steps out of his comfort zone and goes right up to that edge right there. Mm-hmm. If you decide to do it, and your wife is really excited about it. Yeah, the excitement in her eyes, right as it's about to happen, or right as you decide to do it and go. That to me has got to be worth everything.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and taking a chance on something that you might hate, but you're trying. You know, it can throw you the rest of your life into sharper relief and perspective. Yes. into into kind of like you treasure things more. I know if a gig goes, there's lots of highs and downs Mm. and blah blah blah. That Mm -hmm. once it's over, I'm like, well, fuck, that happened. Yeah, Yeah, and everything else just seems better because it's just like you know, I didn't chicken out. I still did it. Absolutely. So yeah, man, I, I think the consensus is. I, want, Just I think look at options and give it a shot.
1: Definitely go and get whatever strap on you're getting your yep. wife. Make sure it's not a gigantic one. No, you, you got to start with a, a Fisher Price. My very first penis. My very my little penis. <laughs> uh, my little penis. My, my little, penis. little penis. Get one of those <laughs> with a pony mane on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And no, but I mean sparkle de- glitter again. Oh. <laughs> no, but you enjoy it. Played, and it plays close to you by the carpenters, yeah. like a music box. <laughs> Close to you. And then you can actually utter the phrase, uh, no man really ever utters to his wife, I want you inside me. Yeah, and there you then, go. And there it is.
0: Yeah. So I think the advice, in Jason's perspective, is uh, let your wife peg you on stage. Yes. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's it. Right. Jason agrees. Yes.
1: Agreed. <laughs> That's a good one. Next.
2: Hey, man, I'm in a group text with my friends, and we have a push up challenge where at any point in time, we can call each other out for push-ups. Well, my Jewish friend called me out and said he only counted 18, so I re-recorded the video while counting to 20 in Hebrew. Well, my research has led me to find that the number 8 in Hebrew is spelled S-H-M-O-N-E, and I think that that's pronounced Shimon. So my advice that I need from you is how do I continue to listen to Michael
1: Jackson when he keeps yelling Jewish eight?
2: Thanks, Matt.
1: Long way to go. Didn't know where that was going. No, man, you couldn't have called that. From a text chain <laughs> to Michael Jackson. To a push-up contest. To, <laughs> to Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. To Hebrew liturgy. Right. To Michael Jackson. First of all, it's Shimona. Yeah, 18... By the way, okay. him calling you out for only getting eighteen was actually a compliment because eighteen in Hebrew is chai, which means life. You see life. the necklaces, which means life. Yep. Whatever you so that he was maybe he was saying your your push up challenge was, was life, life was life life affirming represented represented life and yeah. all that surrounds it. So he could have got it phonetically wrong, or he could have been like, "Hey man, I give you a li- that." I yes like that can. he has a Jewish friend. Right. <laughs> That he identifies as well, him, and, it, so. and it was,
0: it was. I think you're not doing the push-up contest right. Let me dig into your heritage and background. Right. I, I discovered he's Jewish. I'm oh, happy he didn't K. say Jude me
1: down to 18. I'm, I'm really d- happy God. that that didn't, really, that. I, that. Happy that, that didn't happen. Really, thank God for that. Happy that that didn't happen. I just, so I just like that anybody can call anybody out and be like push-up challenge. Let's go, and uh-huh. then you've got to shoot a video of you doing push-ups. Right, 20. I don't know if you do, but that, that's that's a hard. nice amount. That's hard. hard, but it's not crazy. It's not crazy. That no. shouldn't be like on a challenge. Like no. fifty should be a challenge. No.
0: I mean, what happens when that person gets called out? Like,
1: and he's a Navy SEAL. You know, so he so, yeah, he's, he's, doing, he's doing he's doing two hundred thumbs. Right. Yeah. So the so. But he was saying that there were two of those 20 that he wasn't counting. Oh. That the Jewish friend was like, I don't agree with those. Hmm. This is only 18. And the fact that he was Jewish, Jewish was that like the issue? Like, no, that then as a Jew went, would nitpick and make you know, that choice? I mean, it you know.
0: felt like a weird private eye move on his yeah. behalf. But, yeah. but, right. but he and then and researched. And then I discovered and, he was Jewish. Yes. Oh, where are we oh, going with this no. one? Now we're going oh, to the no. language. Oh, then oh, he was, you know, yeah. tried
1: to cut off two of my push-ups. And like, part of his penis got cut off. Which, the, the, Foreskin, And
0: the, it's just as if every, anyone with any Jewish heritage just knows Hebrew. Which is not. Which is not the case. No. Was there,
1: was there a thing called? Look, f- you,
0: of course. The three of you. Yes, we <laughs> do.
1: Right. I know Hebrew. No, you don't, Amanda? Not.
0: Okay. No, I do. I literally thought you were pointing at yourself like, I <laughs> no, do. Like, I I'm first really first good. Okay, no. She's okay. like, I'm but, somebody who
1: doesn't. Like, She's like, like, I, so I, s- I skipped it. the bat mitzvah, man. ah yeah. man. My daughter just got bat mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. then she didn't oh know Thank you. And no one called her out on push ups. No one exactly. said, hey, do 20. <laughs> don't you have to do 18 now? Yeah, do 18, 18 push ups oh, in, front, in front of the Torah. And the Torah that's can tough. call you out. While yeah. reciting. Torah it? counts as two. And that, <laughs> that takes you up to 20. <laughs> takes you up to 20. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, so, let's get to the Michael Jackson I, of it I, all. I just think if
0: you like Michael Jackson, you listen to Michael Jackson. You don't really care what, you know, it's not like he discovered that uh, Shamon was just. Shamon. Well, th- well Shimon. but. He meant something, some slur or something. This is now
1: from "Man in the Mirror," yeah. Mm -hmm. Which you know is he speaking to himself in that song? Like I, you know, take a look at a man. man in the mirror, look at what you've done. Sure, you need to change. I need to change. I need to make that sleeping with kids. I need to do 18 push-ups. 18 push-ups. That's what I'm going for. Not the first time that a Hebrew word has been evoked in a hip-hop R&B song. Okay. Isn't there uh, tonight's going to be a good night yep, uh, by Black Eyed Peas? Which they're like this will be the bar mitzvah something something Mazel Tov, Oh, okay, right. Let's that's I think that's in there. Let's have a drink, Mazel, mazel Tov, uh. and then there's like and then they do like an auto tune. I am <laughs> that comes later. am <laughs> it like it's a like half tone. Like yeah. should Le-heim. I Le-heim. maybe not the right. <laughs> uh, so. I think it shouldn't change the way you view Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson was- A rapist. At that point (laughs) in his life, at that point in his life, he was taking from any and all culture. Like, uh, okay, so Spike Lee did this Michael Jackson documentary Mm -hmm. about off the wall, making him off the wall. Yeah, no, it's incredible. You saw it, right? Yes. Okay, was this not the craziest moment for you? Because, and this is great because I'm glad we're talking about this right now. So back in the days before the internet, before stuff could get passed around- okay, Eddie Murphy on his Delirious, on Delirious yeah. which did, was a very influential album for us growing up. It was oh, yeah. like the first comedy album that we listened to with all the swearing in it right. and all that stuff. So it was eight, came out in 83, yeah. 84. Yeah. That VHS tape was ubiquitous. It, it was, was everywhere. everywhere. We was were, the li- the, we were the the listening red. to it on tape. Sure. So we listened to the cassette tape of it, and- great bits that had nothing to do with like black or white or anything. His bit about Elvis being such a bad actor oh, that they had they, to make him sing he, he every he line. He sang his lines. Lemonade. He so good. But cool. But cool. Hey Elvis, we're going to win, win that race. We're going to win that race. Yeah. So uh, good. So good. So he also in that special, correct me if I'm wrong, does the bit about Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson crying. During she's, she's out of my mm-hmm. life. Yeah, Tito, I need a tissue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was so funny, and everybody laughed. Yeah. Okay, now, there was no Michael Jackson concert video that was shown to everybody where he's singing She's Out of My Life. Right. You had to go to the concert. Yeah. So now, the, in this documentary, there's footage of him singing that song at the LA Forum. hmm and he starts crying as he's singing the song, meaning like you're like God. Someone must have really hurt Michael Jackson. Yeah, so they wrote this, this wrote this song and whatever. Then they get into like who wrote the song. It's a fucking white guy, forty five year old white guy driving on the one ten mm-hmm. near Pasadena, and his girlfriend broke up with him. And he stops on the one ten. He's in traffic, and he's like, "She's out of my life." This white guy wrote the song, so it's not even Michael Jackson. Uh, so that to me was such a bizarre thing. It, it really gives you insight into who Michael Jackson is. Right, that he's the type or was the type of guy that didn't couldn't access his own emotions. Right, or he could access emotions. Well, his about, own emotions were put on lockdown by his father. Right, yeah, so
0: I, I think it's, he just kind of um, like shut down. D- became became like a, an, an emotionalist a person that could collect any sound or melody in his own head and reform it and basically was like beyond talented, could just watch two dance moves and learn all your dance moves, like like Mozart, Yeah, but had that same kind of personality or, or mental disorder, whatever you want to call it, where it's just like there's, there's no one home. They right. want to be home. They're pretending to be in a, r- a friendship so he, with anything like that, but it's just it. it it's all been so shoved down by so he, by being such a star very young and, and when, a
1: father who like made him feel terrible about right, who he was. Right,
0: and him being a beautiful young boy and then going through adolescence and getting acne and like that moment a woman saw him on a train and was like, "Where's little Michael?" and saw him and went ugh. Like right. to his face, yes, and you you're like, oh, I'm a monster, and so you, you go through every kind of plastic
1: surgery, and you have horrible body issues, and it's. It, I mean, it's, and they said that he was castrated to keep his voice high. Come that, on, yes, that that is something that came out recently that his father had him castrated. No, no, that's not true. I'm going to look Holy it up. Shit. But all I'm saying is that- The thing My- is,
0: this guy, when he called in, he knew all this stuff would come out of right. Oh, yeah. Well, he look, it hey, cool. man,
1: if you're going to take us on a wild goose chase from push-up challenges and text chains to Michael Jackson, we're going to take him on a longer one. Oh, a wilder chase. So, but the idea that Michael Jackson could- on command cry so much during concerts and during yeah. this thing that Eddie Murphy right. could make a joke about a it joke in a stand-up it. special that he knew everybody would laugh at Everyone because knew. it was common knowledge that Michael Jackson yeah. cried during these songs. Well, he Keto can he, have a he cried on the
0: record. I remember hearing it as a kid and going, he's really crying. What is this shit? <laughs> yeah. You know, like not that it made me that angry, but it was like, it was a bit disquieting because I was like,
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. This is... Oh, my re- God. It's a song, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so, wait, wait. Michael Jackson was chemically castrated as a child by his recently deceased father, Joe Jackson. Chemically what is that, castrated. Where, where are you getting this, though? Uh, this is the Independent. Okay. UK. All right. So, uh, anyway. But my yeah. point being oh, that, like, Christ. if he is willing to cry over a story that didn't happen to him, right? then of course he is willing to use the Hebrew word for the letter eight, well, it's, and it's, for the it, number
0: eight. It, it's any sound. Like Quincy, Quincy Jones said that, uh, like what was the big of Michael Jackson? He was just like plagiarism. He would take people's whole songs. And it was like because that was that interview where he just said yeah, yeah. the Beatles were garbage and going through yeah. all that stuff yeah. he just did not yeah. he spilled all the tea as the yeah. kids say yeah. Yeah. but like uh, he like <laughs> that was one of those things where it's just I feel like he was an appropriator how that was the big criticism of like Robin Williams he would just yeah. take people's jokes and it was well did he mentally go that or would, was he just always on a roll
1: and go wait fuck did i think of that or was that that kids you I mean, know you just talked about how in two different parts 10 years apart people came up with something yes now i'm For sure. not saying they heard that mm-hmm. and whatever but like when you get as big as michael jackson he's just yeah. He just, he's like a. Yeah, d- I think d- that's it. The, <laughs> you
0: want to listen to Michael Jackson, listen to him, but just you
1: can't ascribe
0: anything he came up with as like, oh, he knew it was Jewish. It's he just, liked the sound of that word. Shmo. In the end. I could He could be saying jam on. That's what I thought we thought it was. And he threw a little S in there. for. Yeah. And also, for I think pizzazz. it's like, you know. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. yeah. know. It just sounded funky. Okay, let's hear the next one. Matt, hey,
2: we're watching you on uh, Tom and Christina's show. We saw you in Portland. Absolutely destroy it on New Year's. That was the best show I've ever seen. We've seen pretty much everybody. Uh, All right, here's the issue. Why do our parents, my wife and I were 40, our parents are getting dumber every year. They don't have a disease. They literally don't have anything physically wrong with them. There's not a tumor diagnosed or anything. But literally, they're like going down the path of being stupider. But whenever I was younger, my grandparents were fucking wisdom buckets. Like they knew everything. But I don't see that happening with my parents. And I don't know if that's just us because we grew up near a like, chemical uh, or something. Anyway, man, thanks. Look forward to it. Uh, love your show. Love your humor. We'll see you. My wife's there. I love you,
3: too. Bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Th- Thank dude. you. That was dude. Great, very nice Great call. Great call you. and very sincere. And I love this guy's perspective about mm-hmm. his grandparents versus his parents. I mean, we deal with this all the time. We think the world is getting dumber, i.e. It's the sweat-pantsification of America. Yeah. You, the, you are, like, not trying anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you d- parents are not; they, they don't have to try. There was like a point in time where, like, old people would read. They're like, I don't know, how to watch T. There are three channels on TV when uh-huh. you were a kid. If you're 40 years old, at some point, yeah. And all the parents and grandparents would just read books mm-hmm. and newspapers. And, and the fact is, when you read, your brain is. You know, when you read a it's book, it's exercise. It's, stimulating, it's mental stimulated exercise. mentally. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about reading the news article that supports your political point of view. So you're mm-hmm. reading something that you're you're telling your brain what you already know. We're talking about like a challenging concept of a novel where you're trying to figure out what's going on yeah. and your brain is actually working on painting a picture or solving a puzzle or all that stuff that happens. You're storing information that takes energy and and stamina, you know,
0: all this stuff. You're cataloging the information. I feel like the further you go back, the more you had, Parents that had to raise kids are like, if I don't teach him or her this, they'll die. Yeah, yes. you know. And you go back to like, here's how you here's how you hunt a duck. You yeah. know, like things like that. And you, some, we don't have to do it. I'm not saying you know teach your kids to hunt, though. <laughs> if, uh, if Come the on. Climate uh, change uh, news lately is yeah. true. Yeah. We're gonna have to learn how to hunt bears. Yeah. It's, it's also I think it's it's twofold. It's that natural progression where yep. people kind of go, oh, just using these easier ways. But also I feel like there's so much that kids do that learn in terms of like using computers and understanding how to do every kind of thing electronic you can imagine, be it social media to organizing your life or whatever, that I feel like parents pull back they're like i don't have to learn that i don't want to it should work the way i say it works they or, do,
1: or 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 great older people do like candy crush 12 <laughs> hours a day right when so, what does your mom do at night well she, she just gets, gets, gets on and she does candy she tests, crush, really well, is, that is it? a mind-numbing bullshit thing well also mm-hmm. can i say this that when your grandparents were around they could they they worked until they were 65 and then they stopped working yes and life was hard, but it wasn't as hard. Right. And so, and I'm assuming just from the sound of your voice that your parents, your grandparents are white. So they had an easier mm. time. And I'm not talking about like a minority who had to fight more. Sure. Okay, so white grandparents in the United States at the time when you were a kid in the 80s, you know, they their lives were done at 65 and then their pension took over and Medicare and all this yep. other stuff. They're not like their brains weren't filled with all these th- So like, they're tired. My ki- it's so funny, because kids now are super overprogrammed. whether, yeah. and there's no way around it. If they start an activity, whether it be gymnastics or whatever, later in, as they go up, they're like, okay, now you're going two days a week. Now you're going three days a week. Now you're going four days a week, uh, and you're good, and you like it, And but it's expensive, but it's taking all this time. And then the rest of the time, you're like, oh, you gotta do your homework, gotta do your homework. Now you gotta do your homework because we gotta take you to gymnastics. Uh-huh. Then you come home and it's like, did you do your homework? All right, now you're doing that. There's a moment where you just want to let them kind of you go on the iPad. Go do the because yeah. you, you need to like calm down. And I feel like for most people, including your parents, probably today, they probably are still still had to work. And and their brains are so that they're just like, I'm turning everything off. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna learn anything else. I'm not gonna be smart. I'm not yeah. gonna do anything because I, my life was harder in other in other ways. Yeah. It's like you were on more often so that now I'm going to just completely turn it off and I don't want to be smarter anymore. I just want to relax.
0: Yeah, and I also think a lot of it's probably you can just blame on editorial disguising as news, which is fucking yes. everywhere now, which is, is a banner that says, this is how you should feel. This guy sucks. This yeah, guy's awesome. Saying, yeah. And it's kind of like you can just turn your brain off and go, yeah, I agree with that because it's easy. I get it. I get why people do it. Yep. It's easier just to be like, no, I'm just going to go with that opinion. I'm not going to form my own. Yep. And it's just dangerous.
1: Going back to you, like going, yeah, read different stuff. Read different you things, know? read different things and get different perspectives. And, and, and read. Read books. Read period. Read, read books. So read, period. I, I think maybe it has to do with the fact that Maybe we're completely wrong, and it does have to do with the fact that you were raised next to a chemical plant. Yes, <laughs> it's okay, possible. that could be the reason here, and we're there just you. digging deeper My for. Dad's no reason.
0: Trying to eat his own hat. What is he hasn't used a consonant in like a year? <laughs> <laughs> just makes just moaning zombie, zombie noises all he the time. Is a
1: finger going out of his asshole? <laughs> <He> can't write <laughs> you the letter G. Um No, but I mean that maybe is what's going on. But I think part of it might be that they had to work very hard and now they're just completely turning off sure. and also society is telling them to completely mm-hmm. turn off yep. and not sort of making it easier to not challenge them. We also look for the things to make our lives easier yes, of course. as opposed to the things that maybe enrich our lives in certain ways. It's, mm-hmm. Like that's always a tougher road to go. Right, right. It's always tougher. Yeah, you know, it's always a tougher road to, to go the road that will maybe make you better off. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people at this Point are like fuck it, my life's so hard. Why would it's I choose? To do yeah, it? I don't why have any I...
0: more energy left. Yeah. To, 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 to to
1: help or try or anything, yeah, yeah. or do yeah. the thing that might make me a better person.
0: I mean, it's just I I like a, I Smarter get why person. people just want to turn it off and go. Mm, I just think this because that guy thinks this, and I think that's fine. You know, that's why it I helped, love it helps my perspective. That's
1: why I love doing comedy. You sit in a room. There's a room full of people. You get a room full of people to collectively laugh at an idea. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, heavy lifting and yeah. complex, and it's really so. I give all the people who come out and see live comedy credit like this dude Mm-hmm. Yep. absolutely yeah and thanks for the kind words man
2: all Right. right i'm bringing an old friend back okay so again
0: later oh all right cool
3: hey matt how's it going it's gary from uh san diego Yay. i was just calling to find out about uh, you know i was watching shawn of the dead and i was wondering if a zombie apocalypse were to actually happen do you think you could like really chuck vinyl records at like their heads and would that be enough to uh kill them uh, all right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Big fan. Love you guys. Bye.
1: Also, can I be pegged?
0: Thanks, Gary. Bye, Uh He sounds refreshed. Like he sounds like, like a man pegged. recently pegged. So- <laughs>
1: Um, got a huge weight lifted off his shoulder. I go. was going to say, I didn't, have lived, him pe- I didn't have him pegged as a zombie guy. Am I but, right? but, hey, guys. <laughs> I didn't have him pegged at all. And Come then, on, people. Boom. <laughs> Only his wife has not pegged, guys. Folks.
0: As it should be under uh, God's laws. Uh, whatever um, whatever floats
1: your boat down in the SD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, a, a, a vinyl record will not pierce a skull. That no. was a very funny part of that movie, but there's no fucking way that you could throw a, a record hard enough
1: it to pierce a skull. It would bounce off someone's rubbery zombie neck. Unless exactly. it was like 180 grams. Um, oh, redigitally remastered. That's heavy. I feel like if
0: you if you shaved the edges down a little bit, Maybe made it sharper, sharpen
1: it up a little bit, and then you, you knew
0: how to throw it hard.
1: What's what's like the- you were,
0: <laughs> like? You, like you were so good at ultimate frisbee. Yeah, yeah I
1: mean, that would that you would were the it. ultimate ultimate, the ultimate. <laughs> What are you? I I see that you have records in your house. Yes. What record are you listening to? Recently, as like your go-to, like I need to put on a record.
0: I like right there. I have Commons Resurrection, uh, nice, which is nice. a good classic hip hop t- mm-hmm. uh, album ninety four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also go with. I listen to a lot of Bill Evans, a lot mm-hmm. of a jazz piano. It's yeah. just perfect for the background, just yeah. playing piano, uh, just like in writing, basically. Yes, and Coltrane's Giant Steps is in concert Shh. rotation. Good one, I mean, so you know good. that song. Yeah,
1: yeah just mm-hmm. unbelievable, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you could throw a record at a zombie, although okay. You can't throw a record at a regular living human being. Aren't <laughs> zombies, they are. They were dead for a while, so they've decomposed a little bit. Yeah. So my question is- Maybe the, the head is softer. Exactly. The okay. skin may decomposed a little bit. Maybe right. the bone's a little more brittle. Mm-hmm. So again, you're taking 180 weight, digitally remastered right. Abbey Road. Yes. Swing, throw that at them, and then boom, maybe there's some- there's a little bit of husk to mm-hmm. it that you could hit a zombie's head and, and chop it. And I yep. feel
0: like a lot of it is just just incapacitation. If you got a bunch of zombies running at you and you see like a smaller one, like a child zombie with yeah. a thin little kid like, neck, neck, neck yeah, and you just take the head off. off, it's not coming near
1: you. It's just on the ground trying to pick its head up or whatever, and yeah, you can exactly. get time to get away. So. That's a good point. The key is just to make give them something else to do, like pick their head up off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. But most
0: experts agree it's a katana sword that you need. Thanks, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, most obvious. You talk to Jonah Ray. He you knows jo- <laughs> Jonah. You. Jonah goes into like a, a room and checks for exits. Mm-hmm. Where would
1: I go if I was trapped? Yeah, Jonah. Jonah has an exit strategy wherever he goes, and he knows the exact type of katana sword. You'd be like, I got a katana sword. He's like, nope. No, nope. no, that that's is not that thing will break. Can you can you chop on the inside? No, I can't chop on the. In- then what then are you doing? We're done. Then what are you even doing? Why, not- why are we even here? Speaking
0: of which, Mm -hmm. while you're here, let's make the show awesome. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Check out the Sklar Brothers. What do you got coming up? You want to talk about Uh,
1: So, yeah, we've got, um, first of all, we have our podcast, Dumb People Town. Listen to the Bronger episodes. Very fun. Because you were on more than one. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Start with that, work your way back. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just dumb people doing dumb things. We have another, if you like sports, we have a sports and comedy podcast called A View from the Cheap Seats every week. Uh, What else? We're going to be in Austin, Texas. um, November 7th through the 10th at Cap City and then we will be in San Diego I want this guy to come out and see us we'll be yeah there come the, on Gary at the end of January and Gary if you're walking with a little lightness in your step I'll know exactly what's going on <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> just floating a little bit <laughs> he's happy <laughs> please come and then please come up and say hi to us and yes us please out. please do uh, and uh, that's at the end of and January. Then we'll, January in Portland and uh, go to supersclars.com you can see all of our dates and, and he, that's a good yeah check go.
0: them out they're like uh, some of the most fun uh, and funny comedians I've ever known they're so fun to f- it's just such a good time to watch you guys thank you because you do like you know you 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 back each other up and back and forth and it's just it's, it's a
1: different f- thing. glorious it's fun I love and it. different I, I love appreciate it. that
0: uh, so come on uh, give us some dough on uh, Patreon at, uh, at advice from a dipshit we need more people. we need you on spotify so if you can we can get the numbers up we'll get there and you kids can stream it to your hearts content on social media we're at, at advice from a dipshit on twitter it should be at advice from a dipshit on facebook at dipshit advice on twitter the theme song is by ben wise of course please subscribe and write a fun review man if you're digging it uh, and thanks again for listening guys that was awesome that was, that was so fun.
1: From a
0: dipshit, advice from a dipshit It's Advice from a Dipshit, it's Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Frogger.